the church just grows. I mean, we at least doubled the, the size of my home church through this this <laughs> method. And it was with new converts. It's not with people switching churches. Right, it was right. with notorious sinners coming to the Lord. Um, and it's been awesome. So now it's like super passionate about it. I just want to give it to people. And I think I really feel like we might lead the greatest revival in the history of the world. I feel like I know Jesus is coming back soon. I believe I'm going to see the rapture. And, and I just, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun ride. Amen. Welcome to the Empowered Manhood Podcast, where men rediscover courageous masculinity. Pull up a chair as we gain strength from the stories of God working in the lives of ordinary men today. These men have discovered that in a world of superficiality and isolation, we need authentic brotherhood to gain strength for the battles we face every day. Brought to you by the ministry of CLC, which challenges men to an uncommon pursuit of Christ. Welcome to Empowered Manhood. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Mike Hatch, your host, and I will be joined shortly by my co-host, uh, best-selling author Chris Bollinger. Hey, I got some exciting news I want to share with you real quick before we jump in here. I just released my first book ever entitled Manhood, Empowered by the Light of the Gospel. This book is the culmination of 20 years of men's discipleship. Over the course of those 20 years, I've discovered that most men today are disempowered. Lost and groping in the dark, we're driven by fear and insecurity. Addictions and secret sins have enslaved us and stolen our confidence. The disempowered man is restricted and prevented from taking any meaningful action for God's sake. The tragic result has been dysfunctional marriages, broken families, and a society with no mooring to truth. It's time to stop cowering in the dark and come out of hiding. Our women and children need men who are humble and well acquainted with God's grace. Our world needs courageous men of strength who will bravely step into the light, embrace the truth, and compete for God's redemptive purposes. It's time for manhood, empowered by the light of the gospel. In this book, you'll discover the three stages of empowered manhood that have led countless other men to rediscover courageous masculinity. You'll learn what it means to be known by God, grown by God, and owned by God. Lastly, this is more than a book. It actually, when you buy the book, there is an accompanied digital course that comes with it in which I get to walk you through the book and share extra resources and insights along the way as you journey to empowered manhood. So my book is available now on for pre-order on Amazon.com. In fact, last week I was super excited. It became the number one new release in the Christian men's category. I'm really grateful for those of you who listened, who are friends of mine, um, who've already heard about it and pre-ordered it. Man, thank you. There's a link in the show notes where you can pre-order your copy on Amazon.com. Com. Also, just a reminder that this podcast is listener supported. And if you would like to support us and CLC in our efforts to disciple men all over the world, you can go to our website at clchq.org, click on the blue donate button on the top right side of the homepage, and a box will pop up where you can indicate the amount you'd like to give. Click the drop down menu and choose National Fund. And then in the comments, just Type in there, Empowered Manhood, so that we know that you found us through the podcast. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump in now to the second half of our interview with Rob Kowalski, 
and hear more about this Go method that nearly doubled the attendance of his home church. It just happens, and the Holy Spirit just gets them, and and, uh, it's been really cool to watch how he's done it. Okay, so that's a great transition, uh, Rob. Great transition, because so what that speaks to to me uh, is the significance of community, but but community out there, Mm. okay? Too often, I think, churches Mm -hmm. become the the social club. You know what I mean? Like, so so you Mm. attend church, and it's assumed that you're a good person, you're a good Christian, whether you are or not, because you're there, you look good, often you dress nice, you come with your family, you're so well-behaved, you might even attend a, you know, a small group together once a week, or different church events once a week, or whatever, but rarely is someone actually in your life in some way, like, like integrated into your everyday life uh, community experiences. So this is where it, it, I think, relates to what you've called the go method with churches. And I'd love for you to, yeah. you just describe the embodiment of it. Okay. It's, it is really yeah. what it is. And I yeah. don't know, by the way, I'm sorry, I, I'm tangenting a little bit. I'm not sure if you actually defined city fam and what like the nuts and bolts of what it composes, but you might want to do that if, if we haven't yet, but yeah. then let's talk about the go method. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So city fam, I'm basically our, our, processes we do one uh social event on the first friday of the month we call it renegade so we usually go to like a local hot spot uh we try to have uh food and drink specials for our members so they're giving us like maybe happy hour specials extended and then we do a competition of some sort uh for a prize so like it might be a cornhole tournament or uh we've done a rock, paper, scissors tournament, whatever, just something, <laughs> something to give the people something to do in case they are sober. I don't want them to just sit around in a bar and be thinking about right. drinking. So we try to have some type of activity. And even when we do the food and drink specials, we do uh, heavy on the food and very light on the, the, the alcohol because we're not trying to encourage uh, overconsumption for sure. But um, so we do a, a social event and then we, on the, on the first Friday, then on the third Saturday, we do a service event and we call it sold out Saturday. We go out, we volunteer for three hours. And, um, and then in between those events, we enable our members to create whatever kind of events they want and post it in the group because people like different things. And, you know, some people like to go to bingo another person might want to go to a museum exhibit or whatever. And, and, and hmm. it kind of like uh, crowdsources the yeah. solution to loneliness. Cause there's a lot of things always going on. And if you want something to do, you can probably find it just about every weekend and it's like it's almost like a church without walls mm. is kind of I guess how I think about it. I love and that. So that's really what city, yeah. So that's what City Fam is. Is Facebook your platform for this, or do you have your own app, or how does it work? So we have a website. We do most of our. I would say we we try to drive people to the Facebook group primarily because okay. through the group we're able to collect some information with their email and what their location. And I also have another group called the Waiting Works Community, which is more tied to the to the book and and we do the same thing there, collect their information. And, and now we're in the process of identifying where everybody lives. And once we identify a cluster of three or more people, put them into a message with, with each other. And then we have a process for them to get a group started. And it's, this is, I'll just tell you how it works is um, we get them into the message. Uh, we have them do a social event, maybe a couple social events. At some point they do a service event. And when they have about 10 people coming to their social event, we have them do the small group curriculum, the truth about sex based off the book. We give them to give it to them for free. And I, I always tell them, I'm like, even though city fam and why waiting works are different. This is edgy. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a lot of singles. Mm-hmm. We're going to bars together. I mean, it could go left real quick. 
So we want to lay a foundation of purity and then build the chapter on that. And now it doesn't mean everybody's going to be pure. I mean, there's going to, you're going to get people, people are going to be people, but, um, I have seen a lot of people that were living one way, you know, change through it. So, so that's the process. They do the small group curriculum and then they become an official chapter. And then they do that one social event, one service event every month. And really we just, I look at, I look at city fam as if you believe that the church is the hospital to the broken city fam is the ambulance. We go out, get the people where they're at, bring them back through the relationships because like what the church does essentially now is we wait for people to hit rock bottom and then crawl through the emergency room. Yes. Right. That's what we're doing. And it's like, why would we, that's a terrible strategy. Like we have to go get them before they hit rock bottom. So that's what, that's what city fam has really done for the churches that we, that we're part of. And that's kind of where the go method came from. It's just a segue Mm -hmm. is once we saw all these people coming to the Lord, we're like, we got to empower the churches with this. We got to give it to them. And, um, essentially it's, it's, it is the city fam ladder, which, you know, if you had a, a ladder and Jesus was up here on the fourth rung of it, let's say, and we're trying to get people to him on that third rung would be church or small group. You know, you're probably not going to get people to the Lord unless you get them to church or bring them to your small group, you know, unless, unless you're able to, you know, pray the sinner's prayer with them somewhere out in public, which is probably unlikely. So, so church or small group on the third rung. And the, and the problem that I experienced and that even that I tried to do myself was I was trying to bring my friends to take this big first step to right. the third rung of the ladder. And it's too big. It's just too big of a step. They're like, they don't, they think God hates mm-hmm. them. You know, they don't know the words to the songs, all the reasons why they yeah. don't come. And so what we do is we add service and social and, and, you know, this is such an easy step to get, say, Hey, there's this queen tribute band playing down the road. And then you get your people from the top of the ladder to come down. Cause they, again, they're bored, right? They, they're looking for something to yep. do. They come down and now we're out watching the queen tribute band. And then all of a sudden we got some guy there that doesn't know the Lord. And next thing you know, we're like, Hey, we're going to go to special Olympics next weekend. They're like, Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do something like that. I just didn't know how to get started. They take another step. And by then, man, the Holy spirit takes over because they're now they're Mm -hmm. feeling something different about themselves that they maybe have never felt. Like I know when I started Mm -hmm. serving through the church, I didn't think I was a good person up Mm -hmm. until that. And then I started feeling something like, wow, maybe I am a good person. (laughs) I like the feeling and it just sped up everything. So that's really the go method is like, we, we kind of have this, this step-by-step system to hand the pastors and not really hand the pastors, but to enable the whole congregation to go out and fulfill the great commission. And, um, you know, I think too often pastors, we inspire people, not, I say we, they inspire people to do this, right? Like I've heard many sermons about, you gotta, you know, it's not my job to know your neighbor and you know, all the things, but there's no system. So life gets in the way and you forget, right? Like it'd be like somebody telling you to work out, not giving you a plan. So this is the way it works mm-hmm. is, 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 you know, we have this uh, sermon series called let's go that we put together four part sermon series, all about Jesus, you know, saying mm-hmm. go didn't say invite people to you. He said, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Sounds a little dangerous. Um, and this is how the first century church did it. And so this is four part sermon series, but at the end of it, they take this challenge pull out a card from underneath the chair. Yes. I'll take the 90 day challenge to do life together. What does that mean? Get into a small group, do one social event and one service event over the course of the next 90 days, invite your unchurched friends to those invite events, and then attend something called a go rally where we get everybody together and we celebrate wins and we do some recognition, which is key because people like to be recognized and you keep it front and center and the church just grows. I mean, we, 
at least doubled the, the size of my home church through this this <laughs> method. And it was with new converts. It's not with people switching churches. Right, it was right. with notorious sinners coming to the Lord. Um, and it's been awesome. So now it's like super passionate about it. I just want to give it to people. And I think I really feel like we might lead the greatest revival in the history of the world. I feel like I know Jesus is coming back soon. I believe I'm going to see the rapture. And and I just uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun ride. Amen. So I love I love the fact that you've got a regular service component because I mean the social stuff's great and it's needed but I think that for a lot of people and especially guys I think you can connect more when you're working shoulder to shoulder with somebody mm-hmm. on something definitely because you know, I'm a guy I'm a terrible conversationalist I mean I can do small talk but you know I, I and I'm also an introvert so if I'm sitting in a bar I'm probably gonna go in a corner somewhere and maybe talk to one guy but yeah. if I'm at a service event working with somebody, then all kinds of stuff comes to my mind to talk about. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's just me, but yeah. I, I no. think it's not. And the bond you form with someone when you serve is so much deeper than when you socialize. Yeah, like yeah. If we're together fixing a problem, serving a homeless person or whatever the thing is, building a house, you're going to have a much deeper connection with that person that you served alongside. I almost look at the service piece more for the person next to me than the person we're serving. Mm-hmm. That was really my heart in it from the beginning mm-hmm. was like, I know if they serve, there's a good chance their life will change. And if we can change their life, now there's one less person making problems and one more person fixing problems. And if we do that enough times, that's how you change the world. Because if you're just volunteering, you're putting a piece of duct tape on a problem. You have to get to the source of the people making the problems and help them get themselves together, which is really where I think the service piece comes in. This is so inspiring hearing you, Rob. Um, So, I want to ask you to elaborate on something. I was looking at your at your podcast and uh, the Kowalski, or excuse me, Kowalski analysis, and uh, is what it's called. And you say, "Welcome to my podcast, where I share information and motivation to help you navigate quote the weight, become the best version of yourself, and ultimately become the person you're looking for." Is looking for? Did I say that right? <laughs> I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. Andy yeah, Stanley. the person you're looking for is looking yes. for, right? Yeah, Andy Stanley said that. That's right. Yeah. So I would love for you to elaborate a little bit more on what what exactly the weight is, because you know, obviously it's it's trying to remain pure before marriage. That's a piece of it, but I think I get the sense that probably it's bigger than that. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, it definitely refers to um, when I say being single and 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 not having sex yeah. because that really is, is the target, my target audience, it, because those are the people that are going to start the chapters is there people that are, they're waiting, they're, they're single, not to say that city fam is the singles group. Cause it's not, we have couples, but the people that are actually going to do the work to build it because it's, it's mm-hmm. hard. It has to be, it has to serve them. Like, so when I built city fam, half of it was for me because mm-hmm. I was lonely. So I was, I was doing it because I needed something yeah. to do. So I'll go and, organize the event and work the check-in table and do whatever I have to do because at least I have something to do. Now, couples ain't going to do that because they got their wife at home on Friday. They can go take the dinner. They don't need to do that. So I'm really looking for those, those, those singles that are waiting, but um, yeah. And I, and I may, I do also mean like, you know, just, the, just the navigation from like um, from Egypt to your promised land, right? Cool. Like good. That's kind of what I, I see so many similarities yep. in that that story to my own life, like where I was I was making I was a promoter, you know, making a lot of money, not all that happy with my life. Mm-hmm. 
but it was comfortable and familiar and easy and you know and and then god called me out and it's been hard at times like very difficult and i but i learned to trust god he provided for me the you know the the, the fire by day by night and the the uh, cloud by day and 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 now i'm stepping into my promised land it's continuing to get better and better and it's like i just see so many similarities to that so i feel like that's the journey that every person has to make it, you know like the number one regret of people when they die is they didn't they didn't live a life true to themselves is what the book says Bronnie Ware's regrets of the dying and to me that just means they never left egypt they just never set out god was saying come on i got something for you and they didn't have the courage they because it says they didn't have the they didn't have the courage to live a life true to themselves. So what did they have? They had fear. Where does fear come from? Fear comes from the devil, you know? So they never, they never ventured out and then they die with the regret and all that potential in them. So I'm, I'm like, Hey, look, let, let's go after it. It's going to be a process. You know, if we're going to make the journey, let's get into a group, almost like a wagon train, because we have a much higher chance of making it if we're together, you know, from all the attacks that are going to happen, Indians and snakes and what, you know, whatever the devil is going to come against you with while you do that, let's be together. And there's a much higher likelihood of, of success. And that's really kind of what I look at city fam is, is like, all right, we're, we're doing this together. Dude. And, uh, and it's, and all times it's really messy even yes. with that, because, you know, people, you know, how it is Commun- community's tough. Yes. And. And, and man, um, okay, so thank you, thank you for that yeah. because so I think of a couple passages of scripture, uh, uh, Psalm twenty seven fourteen. Wait mm-hmm. for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the ones that really sticks out to me is Psalm thirty seven seven, which says, "Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Uh, fret not over the one who pro- who prospers in his way, uh, over the man who mm-hmm. carries out evil devices." Um, was there another one here? Yeah, that, those are, yeah, well, you've got Psalm 37, 9. Um, again, wait for the Lord, uh, for the Lord shall inherit the land. Anyway, oftentimes when it says wait, especially wait patiently in Psalm 37, um, it's not just a, a standing around twiddling your thumbs waiting. The Hebrew there actually insinuates uh, a torturous kind of experience where you're kind of writhing and like, oh, like it's really hard. And, uh, and I think mm-hmm. folks who often who are, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, I might be often making this distinction, but folks who are married, have families, we can tend to play those t- kind of times off because we all experience those times of, of waiting in some sense or another. But those who are single, it, it, maybe it, it, it's harder to kind of pretend in a sense. It, it, it's out there because people know you're single maybe, or I, I don't know, it, it, Maybe I'm off on that, but yeah. but the beauty of what you're talking about there is that if it's a struggle, if it's hard, then it it behooves us all the more to to get together, right, and be strong for each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, waiting, it's like almost like I try to think about waiting more as like a waiter waiting on tables. You know, like mm. you're not sitting there passively; you're a hustler while you're waiting. You're you're working on your passion. You're you're figuring out what what your vision is. And so personal development is a key piece of City Fam. Where every year we start our year off, we do this goals retreat where we get together with some life coaches and we mm. think about what do we want to accomplish over the next twelve months, and then we try to reverse engineer a plan. And we have a monthly coaching mm. call on the, the third, third or fourth Thursday. I think it's the I'm sorry, the fourth Monday of the month. We do a coaching call with a life coach. So we're real big on that because that the, the vision will push you through mm. the pain of change. Like when I rededicated my life, the thing that I left out of my story was my pastor's wife was a life coach, and she's like 
she agreed to meet with me. And I remember driving to the appointment, the first one, and I was like, I didn't even know what a life coach was. I was like, this is going to be a waste of time, I thought. And it just changed my whole life. She put together this vision statement. She asked me all these questions. She used this thing called a wheel of life and eight different priority areas of my life. And she asked me questions in each one. And based off my answers, she wrote this thing called a vision statement. And, and when she, the second time I met with her, she read it to me and I almost cried wow. because it was like, it was like the most amazing life that I could imagine. And I said to her, I said, if, if I even have a chance of having that life, I would change anything. Wow. And she's like, you can do it. I'm almost going to cry right now. That's amazing. Um, so, and that's what really enabled me because I had a destination. And I think about the word where it says, you know, without vision, people perish, but there's another translation says without vision, people cast off restraint. Yes. You know, so you're not going to live this disciplined life because why not sleep till 11 or why not get drunk or have sex with that girl or whatever. But like when I got clear on what I really wanted, you know, the, the, the definition of failure is trading what you want most for what you want right mm -hmm. now. I was a lot less likely to trade what I wanted most because I knew what it was all of right, a sudden. I was right. like, I, I actually believe that I could get there. And I, so I and, you know, through some different coaching exercises, I was able to learn how to manage my routine and time management and focus, you know, jam sessions and eat the frog and all the different things that they, these coaches teach you. And I was like, wow, I could actually have this. And, um, and that's really what, you know, that there was a lot of lonely nights, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of erections that I ignored, you know, like, because just, I was like, I, I, I gotta get there. I'm not going to trade. This is a dream killer. Wow. And, um, so that's really what, you know, I believe a vision will do for you, man, is it, it'll, it'll push you through all that pain. Cause it, it, in all likelihood, not even all likelihood, 100% guaranteed, if you're going to self-actualize and get everything that God has for you, it's going to hurt. It's going to be a process and it's going to be painful. Amen. Well said. I like the fact that you also celebrate wins. Can you talk a little bit about the types of wins that you celebrate? Because I think, you know, when somebody's divorced or somebody's longtime single, and I think we said earlier that churches tell them what they can't do. Yeah. And on the surface, you're, you know, don't have sex. So, so yeah. you know, you're just kind of counting the days, you know, okay, I haven't had sex for this long. I haven't done this for this long. And that's, that's, it's tough to succeed, I think. And with that kind of mindset, you really need to have goals that you can go after that are positive. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm equipping myself for something good that's going to come along, some opportunity I'm going to have. Mm -hmm. um, so can you talk about the wins that you celebrate uh, in City yeah. Fam? Yeah, Chris, that's actually such a good point, because I think a lot of times when we're trying to make positive changes, we're cutting things out of our life, right. and we're not replacing them with positive things, and then it becomes your board, yep. an idle hand for the devil's workshop, right? And so so with, with, with the go method, and this is, honestly, I just want to mention this. If there's any pastors out there listening, or you go to a church, and you have a pastor that's an outside-the-box thinker, and he wants to try this, I am in the process of putting together a team of pastors to beta test this and really perfect it. Cause once we get it perfected, I want to give it to every church around the world now. So reach out to me, Rob at cityfam.com is my email address or you can find me on social media. But so with the go method, what we do is we get people into the go rallies. And first thing you would have somebody do is get up and give their testimony. Mm -hmm. So we did it at my church. The woman got up, we found this, her name was Mary Beth. We met her at a bar and she was just crying and she's telling about how her whole life has changed since she found Epic and her health and it's been an issue. And now she has all these people around her and people are listening to her mm -hmm. crying. So then the pastor or whoever gets up and he draws the ladder. This is why we do it, guys. Social service, community. Blah, blah, blah. And then he does recognition. And it can just be as simple as this, guys. This is what we're all about at Calvary. So if you brought a guest to church in the last 30 days, will you stand up? And half the room stands up. Everybody's clapping. 
If you brought two guests, stay standing. Everybody's clapping. Three guests, stay standing. Four guests, Bob, come up to the front. Bob gets on the mic and he starts telling how he got four guests to church in the last month. Does a couple things. One, teaches everybody how how it's working, how Bob's doing it. He's like, I was just in the barber chair and I invited him to the cookout that we had planned or whatever it is. But it also subconsciously, the people, everybody else wants to be clapped for. Yeah, right. So next, they, everybody wants to be recognized. So next, that's keeping it front of mind and they're going to be like out now talking to people and inviting them. And then you, you, get, you introduce a little competition. That's the other thing. I didn't mention where you get the small group. Hey, whatever small group brings the most people over the next 90 days, you know, me and my wife are going to take them to sweet frog or whatever. And then you get a little healthy competition or smack talking and it becomes yeah. fun. It becomes a really fun way to, to reap the loss. So you're kind of rewarding um, so kind the, of, the you know, behavior okay. you're that, that you're looking for. Basically you're, you're rewarding and, and uh, encouraging that. That makes sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, you're taking a risk. I mean, if you haven't done this before, then it's, you know, it's somebody could say no. So, right. I mean, you know, so inviting somebody or just a- any step you take on a path, there's risk involved and there's, there's gotta be some fear for some people. So I think that's a great, uh, to reward and recognize those people that are taking the risk and, 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 yeah. uh, seeing fruit from it. Yeah. And people are so lonely right now. I mean, if you look at the world, we're the loneliest we've ever been. There's yeah. an epidemic. So people want community. They want yep. friends. They might not think they need God, right? That's the thing. Right. They, they, they know that we know that they need Jesus, but right. they don't know it. But they can see a group of people that love each other. And that, you like Jesus said, they'll know us by our love, right? So if you get a group of people that are genuinely just doing life together and, and you, you say, hey, man, you're welcome. You, anytime you can yep. come, we're all, you're always inviting them. They're going to be drawn to that, even if they don't want the Lord. Like I've seen people come to City Fam events for years, and they were not Christians, and they they tolerated our talk about God because they knew that we were that we were good people, and they weren't going to find what we had anywhere else. And then something happened, and then they end up getting saved, like right. health scare, or, you know, somebody left them or whatever. And next thing you know, they end up coming to church, and and it's been awesome. And we just never made it weird. We always like we love right. you. We don't know. You're welcome to, to hang out with us. And then you just give the Holy Spirit room and, and it's amazing what he'll do. Amen. Dude, Rob, this it feels like we just had a 10 minute conversation and we're coming up on 50. So we, we actually have to kind of uh, cut things off here. But bro, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing, man. This is incredible. And I feel like I've learned a ton just from hearing your story. I, I don't know that we've had somebody with this kind of, uh, what's the word I would I don't know, uh, crazy story. Like it, it's unbelievable what God has done in your life, man. Praise God. You are a miracle. Thank you. Appreciate it. No, I'm a living, breathing. Hallelujah. I love that song. Yes. Living proof. I, I really am. I mean, it's, this is all his idea. People are like, I love what you created. I'm like, this is Jesus's idea. I just try to cooperate. Okay. I mean, for years, none of this made sense. Like the six years I was literally managing a gym. I had this crazy, conversion and i was like out trying to reach people and i would always just fall i was always so awkward when i would try to talk to people about god or invite them to church and i just never understood what was happening but i was like well he knows the end from the beginning so i'm just going to keep riding this thing out and now it's all starting to come together 20 some years later but yeah this is all his idea and it's fun i mean i'm grateful to be part of it um for sure and i'm i feel like we're just i feel like 2023 is going to be a heck of a year because i could see it all kind of coming together so I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and share. Yeah. I think the reason it works, Rob, is because it worked for you. I mean, you know, I think some of the best ideas are you had a need and you had a need for a long time and Mm -hmm. you tried different things. And then, you know, you basically 
created something that worked for you because you knew there were people like you out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's, I think it's great. I, I think, I think you're right. I think you're just scratching the surface. I think oh, when yeah. people get a hold of this, they're going to run with it. Yep. Yep. I see even in, uh, I think it's Marion, Ohio. They're, they're getting a group started there, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. I think they call it central Ohio, but, um, Hey, if it can work in Marion, it can work anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want there to be city fans in every nook and cranny of the world because there are people like, like lonely people everywhere. And I yep. often say people that are doing the right thing and they're sitting on their couch every weekend or people, a lot of people that I think are in the bars and are making bad decisions, but they're like, yep. well, what's the alternative? Right. What am I going to exactly. do? Yeah. You know, yeah. sit home. So I feel like we, we want to find them and bring them together and teach them this better, better way. Amen. Remember the Billy Joel piano man song, um, piano man, uh, they're sharing a drink they call loneliness because it's better than drinking alone. Yeah, that was fifty years ago, and still, still applicable today. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to pray for you, Rob. But before we get there to close out, if you would just share, uh, how can folks reach out to you? How can they connect or follow what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a few ways to connect. I would I would direct anybody that's waiting if they're single and they're they're abstaining or they're trying to abstain. Go to the Waiting Works community on Facebook. It's reallovewaits.com. It'll take you directly there. It's 100% free to join. You also can find City Fam on uh, well, actually, before I mention that, you can pick up a free copy of my book just by paying shipping and handling. You also get the study guide, some other things uh, for free it's at whywaitingworks.com. Um, if you want to connect with city fam, you can go to cityfam.com. That's the website, but the best thing to do would really be go to the Facebook group. And, um, that actually the URL for that you'll have is, uh, friends with better benefits.com. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. You've got great URLs. <laughs> A pastor helped me think of that. A pastor actually thought of that. I was like, oh, That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. And of course, did you mention the podcast already? Did you mention that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, KowalskiAnalysis.com will take you to uh, the podcast. And I, I don't know if you got the reference. If you have kids, Madagascar, it goes Kowalski Analysis. Uh, oh, yeah. I was wondering why the penguin was there. Now I get yeah, the it. Penguins are, yeah, the penguins are the best thing about Madagascar. <laughs> yeah, right definitely. Um, <laughs> That's great. On my, on my 10 Reasons video, when it went viral, people kept going Kowalski Analysis. Like they were making fun of my last name. So I was like, if I get a podcast, I'm going to call it Kowalski. That's awesome. So. All right, Rob, let me pray for you, brother, before we let you go, okay? Oh, Heavenly Father, you are so good. Oh, my gosh, what a testimony to your grace, your mercy, and your redemptive power through the through your Holy Spirit, God, in Rob's life. Thank you for, uh, for taking him as far as you've taken him to this point, God, and we pray that, as you've promised, that you will finish the work uh, you began in him, Lord. And, uh, Father, thank you for how you, just like Paul, kind of taking Rob— uh, creating a 180 in his life towards you and now using him in powerful ways uh, for the outcast, for the marginalized, for the vulnerable, God. I just I praise you, Lord, because I know those are the people that are closest to your heart that you want to reach, Father. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for all the work that Rob's doing. I pray that you continue to sustain him, encourage his heart, Father, uh, protect him from the enemy, Lord, and, uh, and God, man, continue to work through him in powerful ways, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Rob, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me on. It's great. 